back after the, a long long summer away i've missed this so much <laughs> <laughs> and our characters have also been away for the entire summer they did a time skip time skip they did the biggest time skip in the history of the show but we'll get to that because this is a riverdale recap podcast and for the first time in months long hard months there is a riverdale episode to be recapped we're talking about Chapter 36, Labor Day, directed by Kevin Sullivan and written by the man himself, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. You know what I gotta say? It would have been really funny if somehow this lined up when Polly gave birth, and it was also <laughs> Labor Day weekend. So, like, multiple meanings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Missed I, opportunity. They're, they're keeping with the film title theme, of mm-hmm. course. Labor Day is is uh, the the movie where Josh Brolin makes a fuck pie. Oh yeah, that movie I saw that. Yeah, you, no, you saw that. No, I have not seen that. Okay, well he does with Kate Winslet right in front of her son. What? It's incredibly erotic pie making. It just trust me. So it's like the ghost sculpting thing. Oh yeah, but, but with pie. like fingers intertwined, and they get all. Uh, gooey. Oh, they get gooey together. You don't need that many hands touching the pie. Like, that... That's not sanitary. It's really not. <laughs> Minimal touching. <laughs> Darling, before... Food safety, guys. Before we get into this episode, I want to... I, I just want to ask, what is the one feeling you're feeling right now? Validation! <laughs> I called things two years ago well like a year and a half ago whatever you were talking episode three the first (sighs) yes the first episode we ever recorded was our episode three recap huh and in that episode you mentioned that there would there was indeed a cult in the woods cult in the woods i was so right i was so right Anyone who doubts what I say, <laughs> suck it. You should have always believed me. I used to think that prizes were damaging and divisive until I got one, and now they seem sort of meaningful and real. The the uh, actor Bill Nye said that, and uh, I I, th- I think that's a message that we can all take to heart. Yeah. 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 This is the best I've felt in <laughs> maybe since we got Moki. I don't know. Like, I am living a high here. Getting a new job that pays a living wage, not even as awesome as this. So, yeah, that's the solution to capitalism. Make better TV shows. Yeah. More fan service. That's that's going to save uh-huh. the world. Yep. That That's the end of the episode. Let's start at the very beginning. Which, I mean, I don't think we're really giving it away what happens, because we've been talking about this happening. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so we start with Pops mm-hmm. and the calm before the storm. Well, well, Jughead's providing a narration of what everybody's been up to mm-hmm. over the summer. Uh, Veronica's been waitressing at Pops. Which she owns. So She hired herself as a waitress. I mean, she has to get a paycheck somehow from it, I guess, right? I guess. And, like, She's my- really cutting her overhead by... Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess that's just smart management. Uh, Betty's had an internship with uh, Mayor or ex Mayor, now Attorney, attorney McCoy. McCoy, and first name a- Attorney, last name McCoy, <laughs> and Attorney Andrews, uh, working on Archie's case. Mm-hmm. She hasn't gone back to her maiden name, has she? No, no, she hasn't. I guess they did She's just still- finalize the divorce, yeah. though. Well, and you don't just automatically get to change your name after a divorce. You have to go through like the paper process. She's a lawyer. She's good at that sort of thing. <laughs> well, but there's like steps you have to like like put that in a newspaper and like wait weeks. Yeah, yeah. Did she have her degree before she got married or was it yeah. after? She might be a partner as like blah 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 and Andrews. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You know, that's the thing with people changing their name. You have to think about your professional career that's been established Very with that true. name. Very true. Yeah. She's an independent woman and uh what it says on her driver's license doesn't reflect on that. Yeah. It's her it's her character. Yeah. We we also see uh some flashes to the Sweetwater swimming hole. Yeah, that looks real safe and clean and lead free. There's totally poop in that water. <laughs> it's all poop. There's nothing but poop that in that is water. poop drainage. <laughs> uh, the first three inches are motor oil just skimming the top. It's disgusting. Probably some dead fish in there and oh, as a if dead you could body. Keep live fish in there. <laughs> Definitely dead body parts. They send biologists to, live to that body swimming parts. hole. <laughs> yeah, it's the only place with live parts. Live body parts. That's what's actually in there because of all the chemicals and stuff. It's keeping like there's just an arm flapping around. Season four is Frankenstein's monster. And like, or hey, maybe a Halloween episode. Oh, they think it's leeches, but really it's just fingers. <laughs> fingers are like getting ya. They're getting ya. <laughs> but th- these are flashes that Archie is seeing in his mind's eye as uh, he's in court. Yes, we've skipped nearly the entire trial. And made it into this uh, very crowded and uh, non-air-conditioned courtroom. Very uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird courtroom. Everybody's fanning themselves like a Southern Baptist church. Everyone's dressed very, like, 50s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Archie's little bow tie. mm -hmm. Betty's dress. Jughead suspenders. Yes. Well, you know, he has them always dangling down. So he knows he, when he needs to dress up, he puts them up. That's what dressing shoulders. up means. It's very yeah, literal up. for him. Put them up. Pulled out his, his funeral shirt. Mm-hmm. The one black button up he owns. But he didn't want to put on his funeral coat to make it a whole suit. That's too much. Because that would mean Archie's dead. <laughs> also, it's like a thousand degrees, apparently. <laughs> He's wearing a knit beanie. In high school, I did the beanie in summer. I get it. You suffer for the the fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Archie is being resent, not resented later, but represented by uh, the mom team. By his own mother. Is- it seems unusual. Is that legal? Maybe that's the reason he also has attorney McCoy. Because, but like she wasn't like, like she talking could- at all during the courtroom scenes. Right, she's there to make it okay because Attorney Andrews couldn't be sole counsel. That can't be legal, even. (laughs) Even to be like joint, that can't be legal. You can represent yourself, and most people haven't passed the bar. But that's different. (laughs) How different is it? There's a whole lot of extra stuff in play there than you just like say lying about yourself. We will get to how little these people understand about the justice system shortly. Yeah, yeah. the prosecutor is talking this, to the jury. This unnamed woman 
uh, who will get a name. She she is a recurring character, as far as I understand. Uh, she's talking about Archie and how, you know, well, he started two vigilante groups. He assaulted a boy with not one, but two broken legs. And he put a gun to someone's face. Of course he murdered this guy. Mm-hmm. It was totally not his girlfriend's father's doorman. No. Which sounds like a joke from Spaceballs when you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so she's all like, oh, it's gotta be Archie. Definitely Archie. He's a terrible boy. And then Mama Andrews is all like, no, he's a sweet boy. All of the evidence is character evidence because there's no testimony. There seems to be no physical evidence taken she from. She says that there's no actual evidence. Uh, no, it's just all like hearsay. Mm-hmm. And so she, of course, is talking about how you know he looks out for everyone. And that's his character. Ta- taking and he punched in half, ice. The, half the town. Punch the ice. Punch that ice. Uh, And he would punch ice because he's a good boy who punches Nazis. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Don't worry, I got it. I did. This whole true opening scene is uh, a a great way to establish your character for people just tuning in for the third season. Yep. Because we're getting all of these clips like, hey, remember this? Or, hey, new people, this is the character that the show is in part about. Yeah. It it would be really repetitive if they did uh, one for Jughead and Betty and Veronica and Cheryl. But the Cheryl one would be off the hook. Oh, I forgot about this with my day. Side note. Did you know there's a Riverdale, Illinois? Is there? I drove past the sign for the exit today. We have to do a pilgrimage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's about, I don't know, 20 miles outside Chicago. That's not that far. No. Meet up? No. 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 Probably, I don't think there's much there. Once there are, oh, say, 100,000 more of you listeners out there, we'll talk about meetups. Otherwise, it'll just be us and no (laughs) one will show up. Maybe they have a chocolate shop. (gasps) <gasps> what if they do have some classic diner? Oh, <gasps> we have to research this. Um, yeah, so after they give all this evidence, though, or lack thereof, mm-hmm. um, the jury... The charge that they are trying him for is murder in the first degree. And again, they, they have no actual evidence, so if, if we're assuming this is an untampered jury, mm-hmm. big assumption when, you know, the, the lodges are in play, but... You can't even get convicted of first-degree murder if you shoot someone 16 times on video? Yeah. So I think Archie's chances are pretty good, actually. I'm, uh, well, Archie's not a cop. That is true. That That is a major factor. Uh, they're, they're all out of the courtroom. Uh, In the hallways. Betty took a pill at the water cooler. Yeah. What's, Betty have a headache? It's the CW. There's going to be a substance abuse subplot. She doesn't have a headache. I knew it immediately there. I was like, something's happening! (laughs) Well, if she started saying that she felt sick, you'd know she's pregnant. She has to take a pill for it to be something else. She has to be nauseous. Yeah. Every time. It's been a few months. It could have happened. Or if she's like, I'm suddenly hungry. Yeah. Pregnant. For weird food. And Jughead's like, I'm rubbing off on you, but actually she's pregnant. Yeah. These are things that did not happen, but She's they could have. She's not pregnant. So Archie is just sitting on the steps, thinking about the swimming hole. 
Yeah. Watching his friends walk away from him. And Jughead is also thinking about the swimming hole, and Betty's thinking about the swimming hole. And the two boys remember being covered in leeches. Betty does not. Betty is immune to leeches. Betty's like, wasn't that a movie? (laughs) No. No, we were really covered in leeches. And here's what I'm trying to figure out with this. I'm like, okay, does Betty, like, I don't know, whatever that pill she took, can she not remember? Is she dissociating? Is she dissociating? Was she actually not there because, like, she didn't really hang out with Jughead apparently at all before they started (laughs) dating? So probably that, Betty, you weren't actually there. It was just the boys. Mm -hmm. Or is she a powerful forest witch? And the leeches do not harm her. Maybe. Or, remember, they're not actually leeches. They're just weird little fingers <laughs> that are still That's live. True. And, like, toes. And, and... Kept alive by the noxious mix of uh, electrolytes. Yes. And they look like slimy, like, leeches because of all the grossness mm-hmm. in the water. The formaldehyde. Yeah. 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 Betty just uses too much soap. It repels <laughs> them. The boys don't use enough soap. Meanwhile, back downstairs... <laughs> Uh, the judge dismisses the jury for the weekend and is all like, we'll come back after Labor Day. Let's have a good weekend, y'all. Like, he gave the jury their instructions, sent them away, and then ten minutes later he remembered, oh right, it's 4.30 on a Friday. On a holiday weekend. (laughs) Uh, I've got some new evidence. It's a calendar. I forgot. And it says some very interesting things. I have a barbecue in an hour. (laughs) Gotta get going. Don't have time for this paperwork. But anyway, uh, Archie has one last weekend as a free man. And he, he walks out with his family and Hiram's all like, enjoy your weekend. And then Fred just punches him in the face. Lays him the fuck out, it's asshole. Great. So then uh, we're back at Pops and Dilton's hanging out with Ben. Yeah, but who's Ben? Ben, the guy that worked at the Bijou and the drive-in and... Uh, I just wanted to, to introduce... That we all also thought was maybe, like, Chick for a while. <laughs> I just wanted to reintroduce the character of Ben to people. Yeah, the guy that has all the small jobs and no one else can get a job because apparently he has all the part-time positions in this town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben. Who will somehow be significant, I swear. But he's he walks and he sees Dilton with a DM screen and some dice. And Jack's like, hey! What you playing? I guess his, like, club at school's rubbing off on him and he actually wants to play some some games. <laughs> and then Dilton snaps at him, no, shuts him ben. down. No, Ben. That's right. Because Dilton was going to say something and Ben's like, don't you tell him. Because one-on-one Dungeons and Dragons is a very private matter. <laughs> Can't let the captain of the RPG g- team club into our circle. Because we actually play, not like those losers who just buy a bunch of books so they have toilet reading. They didn't buy the books. <laughs> they, they just hang out. They pirated the Kindle editions. <gasps> that, that's the true crime that the serpents get up to. They, they, uh, they're really destroying Fred Hicks and, and all those guys. Ugh. So uh, the, the four poor people are sitting at a table enjoying some milkshakes. Uh, and they're all like, okay, so we're going to go research. We're going to spend this weekend, like, finding the evidence to free you, Archie. The trial is over. The jury is deliberating. They are not allowed to see any more evidence. It's not how it works. It's and done. You're done. Archie's like, no, I just want a normal weekend. 
And then Cheryl walks in, so we know that's not going to happen. Betty has been interning at a law office all summer. For three months. Like 18 hours a day. Yeah. (laughs) She knows nothing. Is it common for schools to have student body elections in the spring for the next year is is that no, like a thing schools no. do as someone who went to school Im- okay imagine, our resident school expert imagine when you do student body uh, uh elections uh-huh. and when you tap trees just flip them around okay i've learned <laughs> so yes yeah, so cheryl yeah. comes in no shirt no shoes is cheryl Uh, yeah, she's wearing her, like, bikini top and, of course, her serpent jacket, as you do when it's 112 degrees. It's a hell of a look. Uh, apparently she just got back from three months of riding around with Tony on motorcycles. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they're gonna be having a party. They're all like, you guys should come, especially if you go to jail, Archie, and let's (laughs) raise some hell. (laughs) She's all about raising hell. Yeah. Uh, so then over at the Coopers... Uh, Polly's home. Polly's there. She has the babies. Polly's first line is about clearing your uh-uh. toxins. I heard them talking when Betty was coming down the stairs. I heard the word ritual. <laughs> they were talking about a ritual. But yes, her first very her, audible line. Her first clear line that's not audio B-roll is about clearing your toxins. And I love- The detox tea. I love how new age- crystal healing bullshit the farm is it oh yeah oh my god we're gonna talk Alice about it a lot has I'm gone sure. full on crunchy hippie mama yeah she she is your weird aunt who loves himalayan salt lamps and is breastfeeding her babies until they're 10 <laughs> and brewing her own kombucha the only music she listens to is enya and stevie <laughs> nicks that is alice cooper she is really transformed <laughs> Remember Leather Alice from last year? Remember Deep V at the the party, Alice? Remember Pantsuit Alice? (laughs) And now we're here. Yeah, so they just really want Betty to, like, detox with them. And, uh, you know, Edgar says that they should have quality time together. We start hearing about the leader of the farm, this mysterious Edgar. And we also start hearing about Dr. Glass, Betty's very square, buttoned-down traditional psychiatrist you know with a degree yes all that sort of stuff yeah at the andrews uh fred and archie and betty are working on the jalopy Mm -hmm. and uh betty compliments uh fred on punching the fuck out of hiram and how much joy she got (laughs) out of watching that Uh uh-huh uh-huh uh and the car starts, and they're all very surprised. Yeah, it starts, it runs smoothly. It sounds like angry farts. <laughs> angry farts. It sounds like the angriest farts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is not passing an emissions test. You will not get a city sticker from Chicago it, with that shit. It gets about six miles to the gallon, and that's if someone is pushing. <laughs> Nothing is leaking oil everywhere. You gotta stop every so often and fill the water tank. <laughs> Crank it. Archie says something dumb that's basically like, oh, you got it fixed just in time before I go to jail, dad, which makes his dad sad. <laughs> so his dad has to leave and go cry with the dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Archie seems surprised by this, but he does turn to Betty and is like, you have to promise me that when I'm in jail, you invite my dad over for dinner. Mm-hmm. So he's not 
lonely. It's very sweet. It's very good. It is very sweet. Because, you know, Mary's got got a job to do. She's got to go back. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be all alone. So over at the lodges, uh, Veronica is having a fight with Hiram about how, you know, it's not going to work. It's a frame job and everybody knows it. This will fail. You won't be able to keep us apart. But then she ends up, like, begging him to stop it. Mm-hmm. Because he, he started it. He has the power to stop it. Yes. Please, daddy, please. And he's all like, I can't do anything. It's out of my hands. And, and I'm this, like, lies. And this whole time I'm wondering, did Veronica, in the course of this trial, testify uh, about Andre and his connection to the family and, like, how everyone they know is in organized crime. And no, apparently the, not. The time that Archie rescued himself from being kidnapped by the guy. Apparently <laughs> they didn't think to talk about, like, 98% of what's been going on. The reason they can't call Andre himself to the stand is because he was shot by a, a potato-themed mob child. Yeah, is no one concerned about this? Like, where's Andre? Where's this dude? Did, did she ever think to say this under oath? No. Over at the Serpent Hangout? The Tent City. Tent City. Because so many of the serpents have been displaced. Uh, Jug is with Fangs and Sweet Pea, and he's like, okay, Fangs, you're up. You gotta go do, uh, like, recon on the ghoulies. Try to find their new base of operations. Yeah. Meanwhile, FP is wearing some grandpa glasses and giving <laughs> Archie a very sweet serpent tattoo. It's huge. It's bigger than Jugheads. Yeah. Which is something that uh, Betty says sometimes. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. But I do love his little, like, old man glasses. They're very good. They're very um, good. And they're talking about how uh, being in with the serpents is going to help him when he goes to juvie. Yeah. And I'm like, hold up, what the fuck? And it will keep his body safe, but not his mind. Can you be sent to juvenile corrections for first degree murder? Doesn't that imply he's being tried as an adult? Not when you're 16 and you look like that. Uh, Yeah. You're definitely going to adult jail. Yeah. If he was 12 (laughs) and did that. Probably juvie. I mean, this is a blind spot of mine with the New York uh, correctional system. But if there are... Different levels of juvie, I assume. If there are any uh, uh, infractions, if there are any crimes you can commit that uh, bump you straight to adult prison, first degree murder has to be one of them. I I assume that there's some type of child lockup. For that type of crime. Okay. Because I feel like they could not throw a child into adult detention, Mm -hmm. even if they commit. Like, I feel like that has to be like a separate, you have to be separated. But they could throw Archie in because he has more muscles than those guys who have been working out in the prison yard for five years. He'll be fine. (laughs) He's he's okay. He'll figure out how to make a shank out of a plastic spoon. He'll be fine. I don't know that he... Did not do well in plastic shop class. Back at the Coopers, Betty finds that Alice has all of her diaries. And why does she have them? Because Edgar says that Betty should burn them. That they're storing all this negativity. And and she needs to let go. Gotta release it. Um, While Dr. Glass is like, well, no, journaling is a legitimate way to to cope with and, and... Uh, understand your feelings and she's like no 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 betty 
You might look down on the farm, but Edgar, he's encouraged me. You need to listen to your what your soul is telling you. My soul is saying, peace out, you crazy motherfucker. Yep. Uh, so Betty leaves and Polly's like, Mom, there's something you need to know about Betty. And I'm like, <gasps> bitch, what you up to? <laughs> <laughs> Betty's got enough going on. Seriously. Uh, so Cheryl's having her big pool party. Mm-hmm. And everyone is having the time of their life. Uh, Josie and Sweet Pea have apparently had a summer fling. And he's trying to keep things going as the seasons change. And she's like, no, 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 nothing keeps me from my music. Were you not doing your music over the summer? Were you on break? It was like, you can only have one distraction. It's either a boy or school now that school is starting. No boy. Is that it? I do like Sweet Pea here, though, because he's like very like, you know what? I'm really looking forward to school because that means I get to see you all the time. Aww. I'm like, Sweet Pea, you deserve better right now. That is such a high school thing to say. <laughs> Kevin and Moose are, are chilling and Kevin's all like, hey, Moose, you know those high school virginity losing movies where they make a pact? We should make a pact. Don't. By Halloween, let's do it. And then he just goes back to his magazine and Moose no, is no. like... He, he's reading a classic Irish novel oh. ab- about gay teens oh. in the early 1900s. I didn't see what he was reading. Okay. Uh, like, the climax of the book takes place in, in the uh, Easter uprising. Okay, uh. that makes it much less weird that that came out of nowhere. <laughs> but I just, Moose was still kind of like, what? I I'm just, I'm reading my... My people magazine here. I also like the implication that Kevin and or Moose believe the four guys from American Pie were planning to fuck each other. Uh, (laughs) I mean. I think that's in one of the sequels. Uh, (laughs) I'm a little confused by why he needs a pact for this. Couldn't they just be like, we should, yeah, like right now, you wanna? Let's go. Everyone else is having fun There's a lot of rooms in this cottage. Yeah, but it should be condemned because you can see the burnt husk of Thornhill. You can. <laughs> uh, and then meanwhile, Archie's like, hey, Reggie, you gotta lead the bulldogs. And Reggie's like, fuck, dude, I'm the captain. What are you talking about? I do lead the bulldogs. But He's like, like, off the field. No, you gotta keep the peace. Work with Jughead. Uh, and then... And this, this whole time he's throw they're, they're tossing footballs like between... dudes. And Archie Serpent Tattoo is on his throwing arm, so with every throw it's like, bam, center frame. Hidden also, away, center frame. you just got that freaking tattoo. That should be covered with goo and protection and should not be out in the sun. He should not be at a pool party. My also, goodness. Also, like, that would, there would be, like, bleediness going on still. <laughs> FP's very good. He is gonna get hepatitis. <laughs> from this pool party. <laughs> no, no, no. The swimming pool's later. He will get meningitis. <laughs> but this is also... And TB. This is a scene where I was very, very excited because I, I wrote a question in my notes and we discussed it earlier and it's answered. Mm-hmm. And then that's snatched away from me. Mm-hmm. Because Veronica is talking about how, you know, she went to, to the mom team and said she wanted to go on the stand, but they said not to. And I'm like, well, that's a really stupid thing for them to say. And as it went on, I was like, oh, because I went to them this morning. Because I was an idiot. Fuck, Veronica. What is your problem? Well, I'm like, hey, Mayor McCoy, you're dumb. You totally know he's a mobster. Yeah. Why would you not be talking to his daughter? Who 
hates him and is trying to save her boyfriend from this frame job. Yeah. It's like they're trying to lose. But respect to the lawyers for recognizing it is too late to enter testimony. Yes. They are already deliberating. Well, Josie overhears this and is like, well, I have an idea. I know where the jurors are staying in the hotel and, like, I could get you in. A sequestered jury, for what in the last scene they mentioned it, is a juvenile offense that seems like overkill. Until you realize that Archie is the most important teenager on planet Earth, so it, it makes sense. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she, her, her, her whole plan is to... Go try to convince the jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Tony and Cheryl are sitting on a velvet sofa by the pool. You know, those velvet sofas by pools. And Cheryl's very sad and is just staring at Archie and is all like, he saved me, but I can't save him. Do you know anything about Andre? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there is no limit to how long a trial can go on. Jughead is snacking. Snacking on some popcorn, and he sees Dilton, and Dilton gives him a weird look, and he gives a weird look to Dilton, but then it's interrupted when Fangs runs runs in, and we find out that the ghoulies have hot dog and they're starving him. They've apparently had hot dog for months. Yeah. Which is very strange. The last serpent recruit to go through the trials should be expelled. Cheryl, give back your jacket. What's well, I'm like, they they Left with Hot Dog yeah. to go to Fred's. What happened to the guardianship of the beast, Cheryl? Who got Hot Dog? Seriously. How did this happen? You're letting down the team. So so they make a plan that they gotta go save Hot Dog. Mm-hmm. And Betty's like, I'm coming with you. And no, no Betty is and too she, dangerous. And she's like, no, a serpent queen is a warrior queen. I'm coming too. <laughs> okay. Let's bring Hot Dog home. There is something about this gang that as soon as you're in, you are all into its weird mythology and mm. cosmology. And we, they're, they're, we... They have a really good onboarding process. <laughs> it's very intense. All right, here's the rules. Number one, torture. Love it. All for it. Do it all the time. Number two, don't sell anything harder than weed. Yep. Rule number three... PDFs of uh, a Starfinder are not harder than weed. That's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Archie comes home, hears his parents talking. They're all worried. And Mary's blaming herself, and Fred's blaming himself. And he's mm. all like, "No, don't blame yourselves. It's my mistakes." I became an American proto-fascist <laughs> all on my it's own. It's all my fault. I should have never started the things I did. I probably shouldn't have that man's blood inside me. I should probably get tested. Yes. Yes, you should. As I said, hepatitis. So yeah, Veronica goes to the hotel. She's dressed as a hotel maid. She knocks and says, housekeeping. Evil Sheriff uh, is there and is all like, what you doing? And arrests her for attempted jury tampering. Uh, Yeah. So then her mom shows up and is very angry at her. And they have a little bit of an argument about how she's just daddy's puppet. She's like, no, I'm his prisoner. I'm not his puppet. Let's get it straight. He might murder me, but he won't murder you. <laughs> we, I'm doing what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, prisoners, sometimes they squeal. Mm. Uh, so on the, the hot dog rescue, 
Uh, they've they've been watching Hot Dog chained up for apparently an hour mm-hmm. to make sure no one's coming, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go get him." I'm always caught off guard by how small Hot Dog is. Hot Dog's like Morky size. Hot Dog probably has the biggest physical difference from page to screen. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hot Dog's very scared. Yeah. I was very excited to see Jughead. Yeah, me but then, too. Then the ghoulies come out with Penny. Yeah, and Penny's so upset because they they clearly interrupted her from uh, she she had a gig singing with her rock band that night. Yeah. Her outfit is uh, I don't know she she should be playing basement shows in Pilsen. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So she's mad because Jughead has been sending spies, mm-hmm. and he's all like, "Well, yeah, we were trying to find a hot dog." The the rest of the crew. Is still in hiding. So yes. as far as the, the ghoulies know, it's like 20 to 1. So they're sitting yeah. high on the hog. So they're like ready to like scalp Jughead. But he's like, no, I just, I found Hot Dog. And like, I'm going to leave. And they're like, no, Southside isn't yours. We want your jacket. Because it's like, Southside n- that's not That's not like his skin. I'm pretty sure you like want But it is wanna... symbolically. There's a ratcheting of stakes. They want the jacket. They want the North Side. They want to hurt Betty. Ponytail girl. Uh, but then, as they're getting ready to go after him, Cheryl shoots a fucking arrow into the ghoulie. The the head ghoulie. Malachi. Malachi, yeah. Am I wrong, or did she summon part of the arrow soundtrack with her? I'm pretty sure I recognize that music sting from another Berlanti Productions show. Maybe. maybe. I think I did. Uh, and she's like, well, I told you I wanted some hell raising. Jughead's like, well, aim the next one at Penny. <laughs> <laughs> like you move, right Cheryl the doesn't eyes. miss. Cheryl doesn't miss. Another one of the unnamed serpents is holding some sort of reaper scythe. Yeah, where do you get one of those these days? You can't get them at a farmer supply store, and it doesn't look like it came from Party City. He like imported it from another country where they do use those still. <laughs> where they have not yet invented the tractor. They've invented it, but they can't afford it. Okay. Not all farmers can afford these types of things. With the price he paid for the scythe, that farmer can now get a tractor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Exchange yeah. rates. It's wild. Um. So they get hot dog and they leave. Meanwhile, Archie's having uh, a nightmare where he is seeing what's his name get shot. The hood, but also Andre, but also himself. Uh, and, and his well, friends shooting, are chasing him. And, and shoot as the shooter as well. Yeah. He sees himself chasing the shooter and as the shooter. And he has the bullet wound in his gut. And his friends are there. And they're not. It's it's very disorienting. And it, then it is not sweaty as, abs. It's not as literal as Fred's nightmares from a year ago. but Sweaty abs. It's all how it, it ends. It has a lot more abs. That's true. It's the next morning. Archie's polishing the car. Getting ready for his day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a five-second scene that we recapped anyway, and that is the Sex Archie seal of quality. Well, because you know that this car is going to be collecting his friends soon. Mm-hmm. And it does. Because uh, we got to check in on everyone. So we got, like, FP, who's like, hey, Jughead, Dilton came to see you. Man, he's a weird kid. <laughs> um, they have a little talk about how... You know, not the Southside serpents anymore. And FP's like, "Fuck the Southside. We're serpents. It's in our blood. It's not. It's not the the neighborhood. It's the community." And then the car interrupts with a little beep beep. <laughs> and then at the Coopers, a little bit of that toot toot. Yeah, yeah. Polly and Alice are having an intervention 
with Betty about her Adderall prescription that she tried to get filled at another pharmacy when she just got one filled at a different pharmacy and that her doctor doesn't even exist and she's forging these prescriptions. It looks like they saw through Dr. Glass. Ayo! Ooh! And she's like, freaking got me addicted to this prescription like six months ago (laughs) it's like well that was before edgar taught me about the dangers of pharmaceuticals betty and here's the most important part of the episode where we learn the full name of the farm's leader you want to tell him edgar ever never yeah that's not (laughs) great yeah that's real that's a that's a real name he was born with edgar ever never little fight escalates and then we're interrupted with a and the car's there. And then all of them are driving in this car. And it's a nice montage of, of driving and the wind in their hair. Mm-hmm. And then they're at the swimming hole. They're all like, last one in gets a sticky maple. Just to remind us that it was that episode <laughs> that summoned the show into the, into being. Yep. They are, they are now reiterating like the sticky maple. To us. Sometimes... Some maybe I'm just really paranoid because of my triple dose of Adderall, but sometimes it feels that way. It re- I really think someone listens to us. <laughs> okay, this is how we'll we'll know for sure. If anyone is listening, please give Archie's jalopy the the Kill Bill pussy wagon paint job. Ooh. Then we'll know. We'll know. Special signal. Mm-hmm. It'll uh, be really subtle. No one will catch it. <laughs> so after having a swimming hole fun time With all those wonderful exotic microbes and parasites People are walking out with infections They're walking out? You're very optimistic <laughs> Well then they're having a nice uh, This is where the toxic Avenger comes from <laughs> They're having a nice campfire with marshmallows and beer and cuddles um, And Jughead's like, you know Archie There's railroad tracks over there that lead to Quebec You could just make a run for it Mm-hmm. And fall in with a group of Quebecois serpents. Yes. Th- this gang that is so tied to one part of one town yeah. that Jughead fears they've entirely lost their identity in being set adrift also has an international maybe diaspora. Maybe that's where Joaquin is. I mean, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. San Junipero, Quebec. You know, yeah. all those... Quebec towns with Spanish names. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Archie's like, no, I can't do that. I'm guilty. And they're all like, what? Oh, I'm guilty of walking things. away, of not stopping Andre, of not doing this, of doing all the stupid things I did do. I didn't kill anybody, but I could have. And you know what, Archie? The law doesn't sentence people for what they could have done. It's true. Ideally. Betty is stacking some rocks, <laughs> like you do. Like you do on a camping trip. Which is actually what you do. We stack some rocks in Mackinac. It happens. I guess their phones ran out of battery or something. These millennials. She's, she's talking about how she hasn't slept. She hasn't been dealing with everything going on. Mm-hmm. The, her, her family is right about that. And on Tuesday, she's going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, and Jughead. And she's talking about getting a real, not made up therapist. Yeah, which is probably a good idea. Yeah, I'm really proud of this show. Like, Dark Betty, I've been hot and cold with because I, I recognize the, the narrative potential of a very vague portrait of mental illness that can suit whatever the needs of the story be. And also, anybody can project themselves onto it. 
Mm-hmm. But I think it might be even more valuable to show Betty taking a responsible path toward dealing with yeah. herself. Yes. Especially on this episode that aired on, on Mental Health Day. Yeah. How about that? Uh, well, Jughead is like, we'll get through it. And puts his beanie on her. Because they're a team forever. And talks about how they're partners. Yes. In everything. Yes. Life and serpents. And then they, it's just very sweet. Well, Archie and Veronica, fuck. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then after that, Archie and Veronica are laying by the fire. Archie's basically like, we should break up. <laughs> because I don't want you to come to the prison. I mean, that that's what Veronica takes from it. He just says, hey, just go on and keep living your life. Don't come visit me all the time. Don't she, worry about like, my appeal. Yeah. So we should, if I go to jail, we're breaking up because... I think there's ways to maintain a relationship without devoting yourself to an imprisoned man. No. It's a matter of He's- time management. He's saying they should break up without actually He's saying, saying it. If he goes to jail, he doesn't think they should be together because he doesn't want her to wait for him. Doesn't want her to be pining over him. I'm doesn't s- want her to wait her, waste her life. And like that, that means like we're breaking up. I'm saying it's 2018. This is the perfect time to have the talk about, you know, do you want to be open? Yeah, but that's not what he's saying. <laughs> Once again, I'm smarter than Archie Andrews. And Veronica's already bought her bus tickets to go visit him every week. Like, How many cars does she have? Bus tickets. She, she wants to, the real experience of going with all the other prison widows. Sure, sure. But I, I am impressed with this like chore list Archie has with like making sure that everyone who's close to him is taken care of. And a lot of them are taking care of each other. Yeah. Because Archie cares about his friends and family a great deal. Yeah. But he's so bad at doing it. Yeah. Because he insists on doing it all himself and he's a colossal fuck up. Yeah. So this is the first time that he's like effectively prioritizing others. I do. By, by delegating. I do really like the moment he has here though where he talks about like what keeps him up at night is the fact that like not all these other things... It's the fact that he won't get to graduate with them. Yes. And it's just like, these experiences with his friends are what matter to him the most. Yes. And it's such a good moment. It's such a thing that like, I was like, yes, you got an Archie thing, like Archie character thing (laughs) right. (laughs) I mean, a lot of times he's just dumb. Just wait, next episode he's going to like get his foot stuck in a bucket and a mop's going to go flying and be like, that's my Archie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, there's oh. something that happens in a commercial break that I wanted to talk about. Oh. Uh, we get an ad for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Yeah. And in this ad, I want to point out our first and most tenuous crossover between that show and Riverdale. Yeah. That ad uses a Kay Flay song from the same album as the one they used all those episodes ago and they had the Southside High drug bust. Yeah. Not the same song, mind you. No. But from the same album. Okay. <laughs> They're both good songs. Yeah. Yeah, Blood in the Cut, very good song. 
So yeah, next morning, they're getting ready to go to court. Archie spends a little time with Vegas, telling Vegas that he's a good boy. Because he is. To be a good boy. Because he is. And you know he's just saying goodbye to his dog because he knows he's not coming back. And and the whole Andrews family leaves, closes the door, and Vegas looks so happy that he left. <laughs> he's like, yes, I am a good boy. That dog is fucking savage. <laughs> Everyone is gone. <laughs> he's never coming back. <laughs> oh, Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Pretty sure Vegas was staring at the trainer with the treat in the other room. No, Vegas is cruel. Dilton shows up looking for Jughead again mm-hmm. and and rushes in and is like, Jughead, Ben and I thought it was a stupid role-playing game, but he's real. The Gargoyle King is real. And Jughead's like, hold up, y'all been watching too much Stranger Things? I have real shit to do. You sit here in my kitchen and wait for however many hours this takes. And Dilton says, okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> I'm terrified of the Gargoyle King, but I will sit here in your kitchen. It will be fine. Carpool. Like, what? Why can't he come with you and tell you about it on the way? <laughs> Why would you leave him in your home? Last you knew, he was this knife-wielding, paranoid survivalist (laughs) whack job who stabbed himself in order to frame another teenager. Yeah, but he plays role-playing games now, so we know he's good. Why would you leave him in your home? What happened to that, Dilton? Well, I love that Dilton just sits in the kitchen chair and is like, Okay, I'm here. I'm waiting and just kind of looks around. He's very obedient all of a sudden. Yes. But he, he is wearing his uh, Griffins and Gargoyles t-shirt. Uh, so over at the courtroom, uh, the jury announces that they have not reached a verdict, that they are deadlocked. Six to six. As if it's a majority rule. Nobody knows how a jury works. Nobody. Not even the jury. No. They get dismissed. And then the state's all like, hey, we're offering a deal for if he says he's guilty. Of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. And agrees to, and they dictate the sentencing, which also, not how it works. Yep. I mean, in a plea deal, they can, they have a lot of leeway in what they offer, and judges usually rubber stamp it, but it's not their job. Yeah. Uh, but it's like two years and then probation? Yeah, time served, two years in juvie. This is where we learned he was actually going to go to prison. Yeah. And they negotiated down to juvenile detention. Yeah. I don't I don't even know anymore. Uh and Archie's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it." And everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" And they they're about to start junior year, so this would be the rest of his high school career would be yes. spent in juvenile detention. Yes. Yes. He's like, "I can't put you guys through it." Archie, why do you have lawyers? You don't need them if you're not gonna listen. Why do the, you have lawyers? The, this is the jingle the judge sings at him. There's two of them and only one prosecutor. You outnumber them, but up, you've got a pretty good shot. Do do do. So uh, it happens. Archie ex- says he's doing it. The judge is like, okay, and he gets sent to the Leopold and Loeb. Juvenile Detention Center. Which is fucking nuts. <gasps> Darling, would you like to explain Leopold and Loeb? So, uh, in the 1920s, they were some students at the University of Chicago. Hometown heroes. Who uh, abducted a 14-year-old, murdered him, beat him up, mutilated the body, all this stuff. There are two boys that were from very rich 
wealthy families. Well, yeah, they went to U Chicago. Yes. And the whole point of doing this was to show that they're, they were, like, mentally superior, could create the perfect crime, and no one would bring it to them. So what I would like to know is why the hell is a detention center named after them? <laughs> That's You do not name them after criminals. Well, what you don't know. And there know... was not, like, a question that it wasn't them. Like, it was, like, it was freaking them. It's really a coincidence, though. It's named for King Leopold of Belgium uh-huh. and Lisa Loeb, the indie singer-songwriter. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I was shocked when they said that name, but everyone in the show was shocked because Archie did this. Yes, yes. Uh, as he's being handcuffed and carried away, he's Betty like, Ver- I love you, Veronica. Yeah. Betty and Veronica immediately uh, dive to each other to, to comfort one another in a large embrace. Well, actually, Betty, like, goes for Veronica. Yeah. While over Betty's shoulder, Veronica is trying to kill her father with a stare alone. And it seems like it might just work. Yeah. <laughs> Intense. Uh, later, at the Andrews household, Vegas is sad. For once. He's a really good actor, this dog. He's pretending yeah. to be sad. Uh, Mary is leaving. She is talking to Fred. Mm-hmm. About and, uh, the appeal, and she'll file it from Chicago. And that will get him home. And then the camera pans, and we see Sheriff Keller and FP there, and they're like, yeah, we will. We'll do whatever it takes. A Hot dad squad meeting. Very disturbing tone on that whatever it takes from FP. FP is gonna murder people to get this boy home. Now let me show you exactly what it takes to perform manslaughter. And that is why uh, Archie is not capable, as you can see from yep. this demonstration. Yep. So over at the lodges, Veronica rips into her dad asking, like, are you happy? And what we find out was, no, Hiram did not do this to ruin Archie and get back at him. He did this because Veronica betrayed him and went against him and chose the boy over blood. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also like that you can see uh, Hiram's face is still swollen and bruised, Mm -hmm. which is somehow healing... Far slower than Penelope's third degree burns last season. <laughs> she she's knows a witch. The cult in the woods. She is a witch. Um. So Jughead comes home, realizes, wait, Dilton's not here, but there is a scroll on my table. <laughs> Opens it up, and there is a, a a drawing of what we assume is the gargoyle king. And then he flips it, and there's this, like, grid map. Yeah, he's got an old-school dungeon map on a uh, 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 graph paper. That matches up with this map of Riverdale on the murder wall. Wouldn't you know it. And so he just takes off running. Uh, meanwhile, Archie's going to jail on the bus. I love the, like, uh, uh, synth reverb track. Yeah, it's on, so good. When Archie's on the prison bus, it's just, very good. No shit's going down. Mm-hmm. Especially when he goes past the Riverdale sign that has, like, satanic symbols. Yes. Very creepy graffiti. Jughead is in the woods, and what does he come across? A sculptured uh, gargoyle king figure made out of, like, skulls and shit. Exactly as Dilton drew it, or whoever drew it, drew it. And there's Ben and Dilton in, like, the fetal um, child's pose. They are prostrate before the Gargoyle King. Just in their underwear with symbols carved into their back. The same symbols that were spray painted on the Riverdale town with Pep sign. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ben is alive. Dylan doesn't look alive to me. Ben is puking, though, so he may choke on his own vomit. Well, he's face down. He's he's pretty Uh, safe from that. Jughead starts calling for help, and I'm like, dude, you're in the middle of the woods. (laughs) No one knows you came here. Are there any spare serial killers stalking this part of the woods? Is anyone here doing any sort of ritual? Is there a ghoulie that is tracking me? Are there any drug dealers here to execute their own sons, perhaps? I know that's something we do in summer in this town. Lost creepy brothers. (laughs) No? Dang it. Guess I have to call 911. (laughs) But I'll call the old cop. Uh, So then, at the Cooper household, Betty... Here's chanting, and she goes to her backyard, where she sees Alice and Polly holding the twins with other people, what, who we can assume is from the farm, over a flaming fire pit. A giant fire that I appreciate. I think they made it intentionally cheap-looking CGI fire, just so you wouldn't really be too worried about, like, the actual babies that they were filming in the scene. Well, and then... It's like, never mind that you might drop them. Take after take, you would literally roast the babies. Yes. Holding them over a heat yes. source like that. <laughs> so they're holding up these babies. And Betty's like, what the fuck's going on? And then they drop the babies. But. The babies fucking float over the fire. I will say I was not expecting a, a crossover with Supergirl on this show. These babies are Kryptonian. And then Betty faints and has a seizure. <laughs> The end! The end! Welcome back! Welcome back. That was chapter 36, coming at you straight. It's so fucking good! So, I guess that answers my question. What what did you think of the return? Babies are flying, and there's a Gargoyle King. There are parts of the episode that seem like, alright, we're gonna ease you back into it, but then, about three quarters of the way through, no, pedal to the metal, let's go. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I... I'm so excited mm-hmm. about the things they have set up. Yes. And what is to come. That's the great thing about Riverdale is they set up such fantastic ideas that you don't mind so much that they missed so many opportunities. I'm like, like what have to those other things? Anything that could have happened in the trial if we watched it. Uh-huh. Like uh, the wo- one year anniversary of JJ's death. The, the mm-hmm. day that everything changed. Yeah. I honestly still would have liked to see a 4th of July first yeah. anniversary episode. Yeah. Time to hit up AO3 and, and maybe I'll find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, now we're in it. We're, mm-hmm. we're in the shit, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get to predictions then if we don't have anything else. We're, we're not doing any segments today just because... We're easing into it, too. Yep. And uh, we both have work tomorrow. We figured this episode would run long, being the premiere. And guess what? That's a lot of recapping. Yeah. So, yeah, predictions. There's two cult in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) I just really wanted to say that. So the farm is one and the Gargoyle King is one. Okay. So there are two and and they are separate. Yes, they are separate. What if there has to be a cult team up? To take down the other cult. The only way to stop a bad guy with a cult is a good guy with a cult. And your brain automatically thinks, well, yeah, so they're going to have to team up with the farm to take down the Gargoyle King. And I'm like, no, no, no. They're going to team up with the Gargoyle team to take down the farm. 
I don't know. I mean, like, maybe, but is are we supposed to assume it's a coincidence that the Gargoyle King was erected the same night that the farm was in town? See, the reason the Gargoyle King is there is because it is the farm using, like, different spells and hexes and whatnot that is, like, summoning it, mm-hmm. but accidentally. They don't realize they're doing it, but all their work on the farm has slowly been, like, bringing the Gargoyle King out of the deep. Okay. And it's gaining power and strength. And so now, like, the Gargoyle King has to get its sacrifices of, like, Dilton and Ben Mm -hmm. to, like, rise to power. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I have a a prediction. Okay. Okay. In the, the Lenny and Louie uh, uh, juvenile detention facility, uh-huh. the serpents there will reject Archie. Oh, yeah. They they will not take him as one of their own. He's some fly-by-night, fair-weather serpent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to be alone on the inside. Yeah. Maybe he falls in with another gang. <gasps> what I would kind of love is uh, doing a story where he falls in with a Polynesian gang Ooh. so he can use his actual kg yes. appa tattoos then he gets a gang tattoo and then he can just have they, real tattoos they just out. don't do the the makeup cover yeah. of his actual tattoos i want this for our listeners who aren't aware kg appa is a uh, uh, samoan yes his grandfather and father are are chiefs in samoa Mm-hmm. And he has a number of tattoos respecting that culture that he comes from. And if you didn't know, he's not naturally a redhead. That's part of it. It's pretty obvious, actually. But <laughs> just just in case you thought, it's very odd to hear him talk in his actual accent. Mm-hmm. So while, like, it would be kind of weird to see those tattoos as prison tattoos, it's not something I would put it past this show. It'd be an interesting way to, like, I don't know, just work that in. And of all the ethnic gangs you can have on TV, I feel like Pacific Islander is untread territory. Yes. <laughs> Not a lot of baggage there. No. Guy, I think. I have three. I always have three. Okay. And I write them down. Inspiration in the yeah. moment. Inspiration strikes me in the moment. And in that moment, I write them down. All right. So- Mister, I'm so prepared. <laughs> I'm a good student. I have sharpened pencils. So uh, this final scene, this farm baby lifting ceremony, Uh maybe they just have really big diapers that collect the hot air. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it will be revealed to be a hallucination, like maybe some sort of tainted Ritalin batch. They're going to explain it away as something that her mind played a trick on her before going into the seizure. But a few months down the road, a few subplots later, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it was uh-huh. real all uh-huh. along. Yep, that was what it's, I was going to say. It's going to be a double bluff. Uh-huh. Double bluff. Yeah, well, she, she will remember what she saw. And they're going to be like, no, 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 it's just your Adderall. And then she'll start to believe it. But no, never that. How how this scene plays out, whether real and literal or not. It was real. It's a huge turning point for this show that has always appropriated imagery of the supernatural, specifically supernatural horror, but has never actually done it. Yes. We are never meant to believe that that actually is Jason's animated corpse following Uh Cheryl. Yeah. But they could always retcon it, make that a really long double bluff that, yes, it was. Every it could change everything. Mm-hmm. 
Another cult theory, though. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Third cult? I don't know. Whatever. There's cults. They're just coming out of our ears. You get you say so long you want one cult, and now you're not satisfied. Well, you, you I give will... them a cult, and they take a, a religion. I, <laughs> I will take as many cults as I can get. Okay? So, what if Dilton's like... The Gargoyle King is from, we were playing this game, we thought it was just a game. What if it's a cult that is creating this RPG game mm-hmm. and, and like spreading it around because they need people to play it to summon the Gargoyle King? So, so your theory is just that the, the 1980s satanic panic, but actually real this time. Yeah. Again, for listeners who might not be in the know. Uh, when Dungeons and Dragons started getting uh, uh, popular and widespread in the 1980s, uh, to a large degree because of being featured in ET and uh, shelved in like toy stores, like Toys R Us, which is something they don't do anymore, even when Toys R Us is open. The people mm-hmm. who run D and D are bad and stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when they had free media like Stranger Things, etc. Never mind. The panic was, especially from the early evangelical Christians and the segments that would become evangelical Christians as we know them, uh, that this was a training manual for the occult. That the the spells that your wizard character can cast are based on actual black magic, that these are recruiting tools for satanic covens in your community. Mm -hmm. And that if you you do it right, you could summon an actual demon down in the steam tunnels beneath Michigan State University. Mm -hmm. And then who knows what might happen. Mm -hmm. Your your prediction is that this current Riverdale plot is that. Yes. Okay. So hot dad team up. Mm -hmm. They're going to become very close. How close? Like, like, is, is this more fan fiction no, I should look they're up? They're gonna become best friends. Uh huh. And then when, like, I don't Bowling know, League. Fred and Mary finally renew their vows, FP and Sheriff Keller will be like the groomsmen. Well, by then, Sheriff Keller will be sheriff again, and he's empowered he's to officiate. And FP, FP's the best F- man. No, Archie's the best man. Oh, okay. FP's the like groomsman. Yeah. Um, in charge of the ring, because we know Archie would lose it. <laughs> Archie would trade the ring for magic beans. <laughs> yes. But like their friendship is going to grow and they will bond and they will murder people. <laughs> My final prediction is uh, sort of branching off one of your earlier ones. Uh-huh. The way to defeat the Gargoyle King uh-huh. will not be through... Uh, uh... You throw a baby at it. <laughs> And then throw the other one from behind. And they just, like, gnaw at him, like... That's why they need two babies. Get get him in a pincer maneuver. And he's like, ah, babies! And they're, like, drooling on him, and he melts like the Wicked Witch of the West. We all know the Gargoyle Kings are deathly allergic to baby drool. Everyone knows this. It's like, I'm melting! I was going to say that it's not through... (laughs) My idea's so good. ...through teen journalism... Or through uh, vigilante violence, but... Adderall! <laughs> They'll spike his drink! And he'll get really focused. Uh, so focused that he gargoyle kings himself to death. Would you like some Adderall? I could use some focus over here. I am having a great time tonight. But instead, through forming a, a fantasy adventure style party. I mean, look what we got. We, we got our archer in Cheryl. <gasps> We got Betty learning uh, uh, some farm wizardry. Barbarian Archie. 
we we can make this work. Yes, dear? Here's how they defeat him. You've raised your hand like a good girl. <laughs> like, the school club mm-hmm. has to actually become a legitimate club, and they will defeat him by playing other RPG games they, they and have- summoning other kings. And then it'll be like a chess game in the woods. I would, oh my god, I would love both of these ideas to be right. And there's like a sympathetic magic thing where like, yeah, there are some teams who have to go and actually do the physical fighting, but they're being like controlled and guided by other teams rolling dice. Like Gravity Falls. And playing the games. Like Gravity Falls. Yes. Yes, like that episode of Gravity Falls. Yeah. With Weird Al as the guest voice actor. Yeah. See, this is why I don't make notes about predictions. They come to me. And you know what? That's how the cult in the woods came to me, and I was right. <laughs> okay. Do, do we want to talk about what we know to be true? Do we want to talk about what's coming up in our uh, in the trailer and, and other facts we know? So there's going to be riot police at the prison. Yes, and Archie gets clubbed. Dilton might be dead. Dilton looks dead. They're talking about somebody in a morgue. I'm thinking Dilton is done. Yes, Gargoyle King. The the Gargoyle King moving in a body with a full silhouette, not just a bunch of sticks lashed together. It seems like someone from school is a member of the farm and saw what happened to Betty. Mm. That's all I got. Along with your general foreboding, out of context, action quotes. Mm Mm-hmm. Our next episode is chapter 37, Fortune and Men's Eyes. Fortune and Men's Eyes is a fun movie to talk about. What if Dilton doesn't have any eyes? What if the Gargoyle King took them? Maybe, maybe. Uh, Fortune and Men's (laughs) Eyes is a Canadian play turned film about the playwright's experiences in prison uh, surrounding homosexuality in prison. Mm-hmm. It was banned and censored and all of these things. And it's, it is your uh, uh, prototypical gay prison movie, but with an actual eye from the inside. Okay, so here's my prediction based off that title okay. and this connection. Because you automatically think prison is going to be something about sex in the prison. Uh-huh. No, no, no. The title is a thing about about, sex in prison. It'll be about Archie in jail. Kevin and Moose finally do it. Halloween's coming. Yeah. I mean, Labor Day to Halloween. The time goes so fast. It's happening. (laughs) Camoose. Camoose. No, they they actually call that a chamois. Moving. What's their ship name? Do they have one? I like moving. Moving? They like to move it, move it. That's it for this episode of Sex Arch. You are so glad to be back and weekly coming at you. You coming at us. Thanks for sticking through the wait. If you skipped over our uh, uh, bonus episodes over the break, give those a listen. We had a lot of fun with those, too. We always do. Uh, we, we read some books. We watched some stuff. Mm-hmm. We made some memories. Yep. Speaking of bonuses, I made a promise. So many months ago. Yes, you did. And that promise is nearly fulfilled. That's right. I have come up with character sheets for all of our beloved uh, serpent characters for their Swords and Serpents Club, which I suppose is now a uh, Griffins and Gargoyles Club. Yeah. 
The reason you do not have them is because it took so long I wasn't satisfied just giving them to you straight. So I've enlisted the help of a, a friend of the show who makes RPG content as a gig to, to make them all formatted and fancy. I even threw some monsters in there. So once they're all ready, we will be sharing those, and I hope I hope it's worth the wait. Yeah. You will be able to play as Jughead as a uh, twin sword-wielding dark elf. Damn right. What's better than that? Someone go cosplay that. What's better than that? That'd be amazing. If, I want to cosplay that. If this show had a budget, I would also have uh, commissioned art of those characters. Hey, people who like to make art for fun, uh, have fun and share. If your mind's eye is picturing Joaquin as a halfling rogue. There you go. It is Inktober. I'm not... You can fill the whole month doing this. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> you were like, man, I was really struggling with their themes. Create your own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have inspiration. Uh, so please be on the lookout for those, but they are coming. Don't forget, uh, we do have another show together that's a bit more reined in. Yep, I don't say fuck nearly as much. And if I do, it gets quacked out. Uh, it's called History Honeys. We take turns every other week teaching one another uh, about a history topic. Yeah. Our last one uh, was about uh, one of your favorite plays, and one of my favorite plays, incidentally, as well. Uh-huh. Speaking of, of uh, landmark plays uh, featuring gay people. Surprisingly on that show, I have not done a Leopold and Loeb episode. I guess it's on the list. <laughs> I guess it's because only like one person died and not like a hundred. <laughs> it's more up my alley. And if you did listen to uh, those bonus episodes, you heard us talk about our annual fundraiser uh, for Hurley life. for Hurley Children's Hospital in Flint, Michigan, Gextra Life. Yeah. Uh, that stream is over, where we played video games for 24 hours. Thank God. But you can find those videos going up on YouTube bit by bit, uh, so as not to flood people's inboxes. Yeah. Uh, and you can still donate until the end of the calendar year. I believe we're over uh, $43,000 now. And counting. So you can be part of what I believe is Hurley Children's Hospital's biggest private donation ever. At this point, $44,000? let us go. Yeah, why not? To help the sick kids <laughs> in Flint who clearly, dearly need it. We could also use a little bit of help in less dire straits, yeah. but uh, a rating and review goes a long way. You can also tell a friend. Now is a great time to tell a friend. The show is back. The best time to tell a friend. Be like, hey, you're watching. You should listen to this too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Season one and two up on Netflix, super bingeable. You know what else is bingeable? Season three in audio form. Yeah. It has not been decided what is happening. There might be a little sneak peek once in a while of uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but I did switch my Netflix. That's true. We have committed to watching Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. At some point during the watching, we will decide whether to make a show about it. I feel like if minimal, it could be a in-between episodes yes. when like they're off. Maybe we do a little catch up on it. And what form those that show would take. Yes. 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 You'll be the first to know. You'll know. In fact, the best way to keep up with news like that is to follow us on social media. Bye. Sex underscore Archie on Twitter. You're going to find some japes and goofs, and you're going to find some news. 
and you're going to find us making japes and goofs about Riverdale and Archie News. Japes? Japes! It's a synonym for joke. I didn't know that. It's also educational. You learned so many things. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. He's real. The Gargoyle King. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?